Hello there, and thanks for listening in to our Die of Matthew study. Die of Matthew is the dive study that began it all. Throughout February of 2019, lives were changed and the scriptures came alive to a group of about 50 people as they dove into the book of Matthew, all 28 chapters in 28 days. It moved at a fast clip, but even with that rigorous pace, it became clear that it was worth pursuing an ongoing ministry based on these studies. This is how Dive Collective began. Our new dive studies will be formatted differently, but the process of inductive study remains the same. So as you listen through the book of Matthew, know that we are waiting to welcome you into our current live dive studies where we engage with our Bible study members and dive in at a manageable pace for study. You can find everything you need to know at divecollective.org under our studies tab. Enjoy your time in Dive Matthew, and we hope you'll join us in real time soon. So welcome to Dive Matthew, where we're going to be doing 28 chapters of Matthew in 28 days. For the first study, you're going to want to download our dive guide at www.divecollective.org in our shop under free downloads. Dive studies are our version of inductive Bible study. This particular study of Matthew was the first one we did back in 2019. I hosted that dive guide in a different format on a different website at the time, but now if you want to join in and see how to do a dive study before committing to join us live, you'll want to go ahead and go to divecollective.org to download and get started. So we're going to go ahead and read through the 10th chapter of Matthew. If you'd like to skip ahead because you've already read this chapter, you can go ahead and do that now. You're going to want to join back in at approximately the 5 minute and 45 second mark. Summoning his 12 disciples, he gave them authority over unclean spirits to drive them out and to heal every disease and sickness. These are the names of the 12 apostles. First, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew, the tax collector, James, the son of Alphaeus and Thaddeus, Simon, the zealot, and Judas Iscariot, who also betrayed him. Jesus sent out these twelve after giving them instructions. Don't take the road that leads to the Gentiles, and don't enter any Samaritan town. Instead, go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. As you go, proclaim, the kingdom of heaven heaven has come near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those with leprosy, drive out demons. Freely you received, freely give. Don't acquire gold, silver, or copper for your money belts. Don't take a traveling bag for the road or an extra shirt, sandals, or a staff for the worker is worthy of his food. When you enter any town or village, find out who is worthy and stay there until you leave. Greet a household when you enter it, and if the household is worthy, let your peace be on it. But if it is unworthy, let your peace return to you. If anyone does not welcome you or listen to your words, shake the dust off your feet when you leave that house or town. Truly, I tell you, it will be more tolerable on the day of judgment for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah than for that town. Look, I'm sending you out like sheep among wolves. Therefore, be as shrewd as serpents and innocent as doves. Beware of them, because they will hand you over to local courts and flog you in their synagogues. You will even be brought before governors and kings because of me, to bear witness to them and to the Gentiles. But when they hand you over, don't worry about how or what you are to speak, for you will be given what to say at that hour, because it isn't you speaking, but the Spirit of your Father is speaking through you. Brother will betray brother to death, and a father his child. Children will rise up against parents and have them put to death. You will be hated by everyone because of my name, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. When they persecute you in one town, flee to another. For truly, I tell you, you will not have gone through the towns of Israel before the Son of Man comes. A disciple is not above his teacher or a slave above his master. 
It is enough for a disciple to become like his teacher and a slave like his master. If they called the head of the house Beelzebub, how much more the members of his household? Therefore, don't be afraid of them, since there's nothing covered that won't be uncovered and nothing hidden that won't be made known. What I tell you in the dark, speak in the light. What you hear in a whisper, proclaim on the housetops. Don't fear those who kill the body but are not able to kill the soul. Rather, feel him who is, fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Aren't two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them falls to the ground without your father's consent. But even the hairs of your head have all been counted. So don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. Therefore, everyone who will acknowledge me before others, I will also acknowledge him before my father in heaven. But whoever denies me before others, I will also deny him before my father in heaven. Don't assume that I came to bring peace on the earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I came to turn a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, and a man's enemies will be the members of his household. The one who loves a father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. The one who loves a son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever doesn't take up his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Anyone who finds his life will lose it, and anyone who loses his life because of me will find it. The one who welcomes you welcomes me, and the one who welcomes me welcomes him who sent me. Anyone who welcomes a prophet because he is a prophet will receive a prophet's reward, and anyone who welcomes a righteous person because he is righteous will receive a righteous person's reward. And whoever gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones because he is a disciple, truly I tell you, he will never lose his reward. So we're going to do some observations. Let me start with what stood out to me, and then I'd love to hear what stood out to you. Okay. Okay, so the part that stood out to me says, don't be afraid of what you will say in front of others. Don't be afraid of them since there is nothing covered that won't be uncovered. And then later he says, nothing hidden. There is nothing hidden that won't be made known. What I tell you in the dark, speak in the light. What you hear in whisper, proclaim on the housetops. That's probably the thing that stood out to me the most. How about you? The things that stuck out to me two sections, I guess. Don't fear those who kill the body but are not able to kill the soul. And two sparrows are sold for a penny, but God is completely aware of them. And in the same way, he knows even the number of hairs on our head. Um, And then down later on, when he talks about loving father or mother more than Jesus or son or daughter more than Jesus is not worthy of him. Anyone who finds his life will lose it, and anyone who loses his life because of me, because of Jesus, will find it. I like that. All right, I'm going to jump into my interpretations and applications, maybe give you some time to think about the difference between It's so much easier for me to talk about interpretations. I know. It is, and that's why it's good that I have them listed separately, because I can kind of stick to them. So if I go back to my interpretation or my observations about don't be afraid of what you will say in front of authorities... I see that and it automatically, because I'm reading Acts at the same time, it makes Mm -hmm. me think of everything that's happening all throughout Acts. Mm -hmm. These people, so he's sending them out. Is this the part where he's actually sending them? He sends them out before he is crucified to go and do things. Yeah. It seems like this is the part where he's kind of sending mm -hmm. them out to really practice Mm -hmm. being his representatives Mm -hmm. before he even leaves. But you can see that it's also a preparation for exactly what's going to happen once they're filled with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And they are, they do 
speak with authority in mm-hmm. front of authorities. They mm-hmm. don't have they don't worry about what they're going to say or prepare themselves for speaking when they get arrested and this goes for Philip and Paul. We see that in or Philip and Peter, but also in Paul's life. And it makes me think of what we're doing when it says, "What you hear in whisper proclaim on the housetops. What I tell you in the dark speak in the light." It makes it brings me all the way back to that theology of secrets. Mm-hmm. That idea that whatever we're doing in the darkness, in that intimate relationship with Mm -hmm. God behind the scenes, that all manifests, that will all come out at some point. It will come out and be made known. So Mm -hmm. all of those seeds that we're sowing in our relationship, not seeds that we're sowing, but all of that seeds that he's sowing Mm -hmm. into us in that dark time, that dark, quiet, morning, quiet time at some point, that might be exactly what we speak in public before mm-hmm. authorities, or it might be exactly what we speak when we're confronted about the truth. That all of those things are, all of that time that we spend with him is worth it because it'll translate into some kind of. It will manifest, right? Basically, these and yes. you be used like in ministry or for his, it'll somehow be used for his glory. That's exactly right, and so I love that just that promise that that it will be used, but then I also like the idea or the um, directive, what you hear in whisper, proclaim on the housetops. That, to me, another just affirming mm-hmm. or affirmation of the fact that all of this time that he's calling me or he's drawing me to him is for a purpose. Like, everything that he teaches me, it's for me to teach. It's mm-hmm. not for me to keep. He does absolutely want us mm-hmm. to bear fruit, and we bear fruit in sowing the seeds that, that he's given us gonna, to sow. Yes. I was going to say that because you talk a lot about sowing seeds and that's, I think, where it comes. I think that enables you to sow seeds when you, when those things that you hear in a whisper, then you proclaim in the housetops. Those are sowing the seeds of what he teaches you when it's just you and him. And I do think that a lot, I, I was probably really propelled into deep, lengthy morning devotions by that idea that when I, when I heard that. Uh, talk by Beth Moore when she talks about the manifestations of or the theology of secrets and that secrets manifest and she just taught she kept emphasizing that that time that she has with God that intimate time with God is where everything everything comes from that yes she has study time and she does all of the work outside of that time but that time is just her time just with God for him to sow Mm -hmm. into her and for her to be in relationship with him. And then from that, that is, it's from that time that we get, that our ministry comes forth. Mm-hmm. That's where, when I've been spending that time with him or all that time I spend with him, I, I think about all that time as whispers and how much he's spoken to me during that time and how much, if I go back, you remember the time we were, we went out on a C-12, we flew up to the mm-hmm. States and we came back. And I remember saying to you, like my fear about, trying to live my life differently, going back to the whole liver failure. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, now that I've got a second chance at this race that I prayed for, like, how is it going to be different? Right. And feeling like I needed to practice this. I need to start doing things, not just wondering about it or dreaming about it, but actually like putting Being pen to paper. Yeah. yeah. Putting pen to paper and trying mm-hmm. and failing. And I remember saying like, what if I don't have, what if I run out of things to say or talk about or write about, or, mm-hmm. you know, what if I run out of those things? And shortly after that, in one of my quiet times, God gave me that verse. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt. Open your mouth wide and I will fill it. 
that came from a quiet time that he gave me that promise, but I have seen so much that when I do spend that quiet time seeking him intimately, there's mm-hmm. just no shortage. Mm-hmm. Like he's just constantly speaking to me and those things that he speaks to me, I am to proclaim on the housetop. There will be, I will never run out of things yeah. to say as long as I'm that spending is, time right. being fed by him. Mm-hmm. So there you go. There's observation, interpretation, and application in a nutshell. You talk to me. Tell me what you got. So when I look at this chapter, just reading through it, I was thinking, oof, it's hard. (laughs) There's a lot of really hard stuff in here. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we could spend a long time just digging into little bits and pieces of chapter 10. But one of the things I think about when I just kind of look at it all as one big chunk is, I know you've, I think we've talked before on the podcast of the Upside Down Gospel and how it's just completely the opposite of everything we expect it to be. Yes, it's mm-hmm. completely the opposite. So that's what I think of when I read through this. I mean, Jesus is telling his disciples to do the opposite of what you would do when you go on a trip and like don't prepare for anything. <laughs> um, I didn't think about that. Like right. it's completely the opposite. Mm-hmm. And and um, don't care about your family. Right. Don't. Yes. Yeah. So that's the thing. Like he's telling them. You know, this is going to be great. You're going to get persecuted and no one's going to listen to you. And But then I also noticed in verse 20, he says, kind of like what you were talking about when you speak with, you'll speak with authority. Mm-hmm. He says, because it isn't you speaking, but the spirit of your father is speaking through you. Mm-hmm. They don't even know about the spirit yet. So they're probably like, what? But that, I love that, that he's, he's promising them that it's okay. I've got you covered. Yes. And they'll understand that, like you were saying later on in Acts, they'll get it. Yes. And I just want to... This is somewhat an aside, but it ties in because I've always noticed, or I've just started noticing that Jesus repeats a lot of the same phrases that John the Baptist used Mm -hmm. at the very beginning and thinking, that's a really interesting, I've thought about that that's interesting, but didn't make any interpretations Uh about it. It makes sense because Jesus isn't quoting John the Baptist. John John the Baptist was quoting the Holy Spirit. Jesus is quoting the Holy Spirit, right? Kind of profound, right? Full circle. Yeah. Yeah. So that just makes me think about, but so when... There will be times that we will speak, that it won't be us speaking, but we will be speaking for the Holy Spirit will be speaking through us. Yeah. And how that's exactly what was happening with John the Baptist. Yeah. Right. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So that was continuing on about the upside down gospel. Even when I talk about, um, when I said at the beginning, that one of the observations that I noticed was about don't fear those who kill the body, but can't kill the soul. Mm-hmm. Um, and then anyone who finds his life will lose it. Anyone who loses his life because of me will find it. Well, what? Yeah. Like, they're kind of probably like, this doesn't make any sense. But now, like, seeing this big picture. We have the advantage of the gospel. Right. We have the advantage of the gospel. But the other thing I think that I noticed, especially with those two specific observations, was I feel like, especially in the past couple of chapters, there's kind of this theme of Jesus is reminding us to focus on the things that matter. Mm-hmm. Like, we talked chapter eight we talked about you talked about the progression of his miracles you know like he does he heals bodies and then he calms the storm and then he drives out the demons and how he calls people not to bury their dead let the bed dead bury their dead and this guy with the pig kind of missed the boat because all he cared about the pigs he didn't see he didn't see the way that jesus made and then in chapter nine when you talked about the paralytic being being healed these people watching Yes. When he said, your sins are forgiven, they thought he was missing something. They wanted him to be healed. Mm -hmm. So these things that in chapter 10 that he's talking about, 
like we're worrying about all of these things, but God knows Material how many possession. hairs are on our head. Like yes. he's, don't be afraid. You're more, you're worth more than many sparrows. And then when he talks about whoever loves a father or mother more than me is not worthy of me or a son or daughter more than me isn't worthy of me. He's not telling us not to love our family. He's just reminding us that there's a bigger picture. And yes, it's so he, much yes, deeper. Yes, it's so much bigger than that. So, And the world, the kingdom of God, is not the kingdom of the, like, is not the earth. Like, right. nothing on this earth. It's not going to make sense. If we try to put the kingdom of God into something on earth, like to wrap our brains around it, it's not going to make sense. Right. Everything is so much deeper. Yeah. And below the surface. Yes. That was fun for me. And this was all stuff as I was reading it just now on the podcast because it's been a while since I actually read Matthew 10 in my Bible reading. But as I was reading this, I was thinking, man, it's kind of like I can see him tracing themes through like even just the past few chapters. And I love that. Yes. It's fun to be able to see. Okay, so this is kind of a confession, I guess. I have never loved reading the Gospels Mm -hmm. ever. They... (laughs) They've always just been weird to me because Mm -hmm. Jesus is not a normal guy. I mean, in a lot of ways, he's not, obviously, he's not a normal guy, but he's kind of weird. Like, he does things in strange ways that I want him to do it in a different way. And so it's always been hard for me to... I just said yesterday, it's exhausting to watch Jesus talk and say the things that he says, knowing that the entire time that he's talking, nobody is understanding because you can't possibly have understood outside. Like none none of this makes any sense without the lens of the gospel to look through. And none of these people had the gospel because he hadn't been. And yet somehow, like that, even that is like our human minds. Right. Putting putting all of this into, because somehow Jesus knew what he was doing and there were people during Jesus's time that knew and believed in him. And so yes. like I look at it and, that, but and then, it doesn't make any sense to me. But, right. but, but they didn't know to write it down until they didn't, I mean, it wasn't written down. None of right. these people wrote down their stories until, until what, 30 later. years after yes. he, yeah. after it all made sense. So yeah. yes, all of this was, it wasn't making sense when they were living it. This right. was all written down when it was all like, Okay, oh, now you need to picture. see the nut right. job that this guy was right. while we were following him. Right. Because only now does any of this stuff make sense, yeah. you know? Yeah, So it kind of, I guess when you think about it that way, it's like, okay, well, I'm really, really thankful that they did write it down. Mm-hmm. And they remember the crazy that mm-hmm. they were in the middle of. Because mm-hmm. it must have just been like... Oh, yeah, it was totally crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I know there are some people that really wish they could have been there. I don't. No. Because I I, I would have, have rejected him. Yes. I would have like flat out said, no way. This doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, yes. So I'm thankful. <laughs> I'm thankful. I was not a That is first, a really, really good point. Even before first century Christian. Yeah. But so all that to say, it's fun for me reading Matthew and, and listening to you talk through Matthew too and be able to see a little bit more of have it make a little bit more sense. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To be able the to see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See the themes and see Jesus. Yeah. He was a little crazy, but he was, he had a purpose and to see how his purpose and even recognizing again that I am a human. Like I just cannot even come close to comprehending the right. way God works. Right. Like I just, I can't. Yeah. Yep. And yet we can see 
because they wrote it down and because we can look at it with the view with the um blessing of hindsight right you know, through the lens of the gospel that didn't happen until after all of this it's we can get glimpses sure. and we can certainly grow in understanding yes every time we come to it there's going to yeah. be something new yep. that he has for us like the liver failure story you know there's things that he's going to do over time throughout our life that we're going to then go back yes. like the disciples did how that made their that story down so clear for you. and we're yeah. going to go oh this is what that was mm-hmm. all about and I could never have understood that without this experience mm-hmm. to shed light on what those crazy words meant. Yeah. Those things that every time I've read them in the past, it's made me want to pull out my hair and go, this doesn't make any yeah. sense. This is not true to his character. Well, at some it point, actually is. it might yeah. make perfect sense. Yeah. Or we might not ever understand it. Anyway, that's good stuff. And that's chapter 10. Thanks for listening to this episode of Dive Matthew. If you enjoyed our version of Inductive Bible Study and want to join our community of people all working on the same book of the Bible together, come check us out at divecollective.org and sign up for one of our current live dive studies. We believe you'll find a welcoming community, one where you'll be challenged, inspired, and uplifted. Come and see.